Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. Stay tuned after this message from our sponsor. With all the headlines, are you wondering if your retirement savings will last? The market's ups and downs can keep you guessing, especially if you're approaching retirement or considering it. Your Edward Jones advisor, Daryl Olson, can help. If you have more questions than answers about what's next, you can work together to help ensure you're prepared for your journey. After all, retirement isn't the end of the trek, it's a new beginning. Stop by the office at 125 South Main Street in Bell Fountain. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. Welcome to Discovering Our Very Best podcast with Chris Conley and Deb Ellis. The goal of this podcast is to share thoughts, stories, and ideas, enabling you to become all that God created you to be. Always remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Hi, this is Debbie Ellis. And I'm Chris Conley. The last few weeks, we've been reviewing the book, Holy Moments, written by Matthew Kelly. And today we have a special guest with us. This is a reminder, too, that you can pick up a free copy of the book at Darren Olson's Edward D. Jones office near the courthouse in Bell Fountain or Rise FM studio located near the famous DQ in Bell Fountain, Ohio. And now we're going to lift the two-dimensional words that you'll find in the book into the three-dimensional world. And we will show you how there are practices going on right here in our community that really show what holy moments can do to impact a lot of people and to embody what the message is this author was trying to convey. So stepping back, the crucial question you might ask is, what is a holy moment? The author defines a holy moment as, quote, a single moment in which you open yourself to God. You make yourself available to him. You set aside personal preferences and self-interest. And for one moment, you do what you prayerfully believe God is calling you to do, unquote. Well, this young lady who's with us today, Renee Price, has given more than a moment. She's given her life to help young people and to introduce them to God and to make it a part of their heart so that Jesus is there. And this powerful program is called Children of God. And if you're ever walking past Mary Routine Park or playing tennis like I do, it's so refreshing because you will see 75 children singing Christian songs. You'll see them sitting in groups in the grass studying scripture, and you'll hear Renee under the shelter house leading a prayer. Like I said, the word is refreshing just to see children doing what children should do. And we want to thank you for being here. By the way, sidebar, she did not want to come in. She is so (laughs) humble. She came in kicking and screaming, but we reeled her in and we appreciate this time that you're giving to us. So I guess let's look back and maybe you could describe what the purpose and how Children of God has evolved in the last few years. Well, I'm a teacher. I've taught for 35 years at Ball Fountain City Schools. And I started off as a classroom teacher, taught many, many years of second grade, and just had access to my class. But God put me in the position to become the gym teacher, which I have been for like the last 15 years. And so that gave me access to to meet all the kids in the school and have a chance to build a relationship because a lot, a big part of Children of God is building a relationship with the kids, which gives me an opportunity to spend more time with them and then I can share Jesus with them. So it's all about the relationship. 
And so being the gym teacher and having all that access with the kids, I started off by just kind of teaching in gym class, like life principles of how to be a good person, how to have good sportsmanship and work hard and be respectful and kind of started with that just during the school day. But then God started pressing on my heart that he wanted more out of me and to be bold and ask if I could have an after-school program. I actually read the book Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren, right. and my daughter had graduated in 13 and got it as a graduation gift by from Rick Kennedy. And I took the summer being off as a teacher, and I read that book, and I was it just really made so much sense that— Yeah, I was a teacher, and I'm around kids all the time, but my purpose was to build these relationships with kids and to share Jesus with them. So I had after-school program, which was like just intramurals, was playing. And so I asked if, because it's after-school and because it's optional, you don't have to be there, you have to sign a permission slip to be there, could I teach a little Bible lesson with the game that we played? And so I was given permission to do that. And so we moved forward that year, and I had about—I only did it for fourth grade and fifth grade that year. And I had about 20—in two different nights, had about 25 kids each night. And didn't call it Children of God then. It was just intramurals. And then the next year, I decided third grade was not happy about that because our building was third, fourth, and fifth. And so third graders didn't get to do it that year. So those kids just graduated from high school, and they gave me a rough time. And so the (laughs) next year, I added third grade, which they said, why? We didn't get to do it. Now we're fourth graders, and we do get to do it. So that year, the program blew up, and I had like— 300 kids total by the end of the year. That's amazing. Um, it was more more than half of the school. And I couldn't just do it one night. So I had to have a fifth grade night and then a fourth grade night and then the third grade night. And so we would just stay after school for an hour. It was one hour deal. We have a little Devo talk before we play our game. Then we play some kind of a game, activity game. And then we switch and we go into the cafeteria. We have worship. We have screens in there so we can do worship videos and do music. And then I usually teach some kind of a Bible lesson that goes along with it and pray. And we're out the door an hour after school's over. So that's how it started off. Mm -hmm. And we've done that. Um, Last year was the 10th year of doing it. So it's pretty much been consistent since then. There's about probably like 250 to 300 kids a year that come through the program. And then after just a few years ago, you kind of looked at the summer as an avenue to reach the children as well. Well, as a kid growing up, I spent my summers at Rutan Park. There was a supervisor there that had activities, and I kind of had that vision of, could we have a supervised play time in the summer and also teach a Bible lesson each day? And so I drive through the park every day to go to work. And so like I just every time I drive down that road, I would be like, could this be something that we can do? And it was 2019 was when the thought was really coming through on that. I have a donor that just Children of God has grown to be a 501c3, so we're a nonprofit, and the the one family that loved to donate to me would just give me all this—I was accumulating this money, and I didn't know what to do with it because I don't really need money to run 
COG at school other than to buy action Bibles. That's what the kids learn the Lord's Prayer, and then they earn an action Bible, which they love. And um, so whenever people say, what can we do for you? I'd say, buy me action Bibles. Buy me a case of action Bibles. So I had all this money, and I was like, God, what am I supposed to do? I want to be a good steward. What am I supposed to do with this money that I have? And so I just got, I just went to the park board and I said, well, I actually had a kid that was, so he was one of my camp counselors in the summer when we would go out to Camp Union to camp and he was going into education. So he was in college and I said, hey, Andrew, what do you think about helping me run a program at the park in the summer? It would be your summer job. I would pay you like you're a, like a camp counselor. And he's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And so... <laughs> I went to the I went to the park board. I had to talk to the park board and ask them if I could have permission to be at the park and run this kind of a program. They don't like they don't endorse me or anything, right? But they allow me to be there. Mm-hmm. So that was in nineteen when I started the ball rolling, and then COVID I went in February, hit. and then COVID mm-hmm. hit, right. and so everything. And they gave me the they gave me the go ahead. And so we were all excited to get it started, and then COVID happened, and then we had to just—I had to keep pushing Chris and saying, hey, can can I get started? Can I get started? Things are opening back up. And this was—we just finished up our fourth summer there, and all summers are special, but that summer was especially special because the whole world was shut down, and there was nothing going on, and— I didn't even get to tell the COG kids at school about the program because school stopped and I hadn't even got the program organized. And so it was just word of mouth that kids started showing up. And that whole summer was like such a blessing. I mean, I kept a journal of every single day somebody came by and donated something or did something and just fed into the program that it was just so it was the coolest thing Mm -hmm. and by the end of the summer we had a hundred kids there every day a hundred kids would come that that was the biggest by the end of that summer that was the biggest amount of kids that came because there was nothing else to do correct and you know no masks we loved on each other we ate together we (laughs) we had to get bottled water all the time because there was no drinking fountains and it was just really really a special time it to was be meant there. to be. It, it really was. I said not many people can say that summer of 2020 was like an amazing summer, mm-hmm. but it, for all of us that were there, it was an amazing summer. Wow. And, I'm and thankful to get to do it. you're continuing to do the after school this year. Correct. Which, same grades, three, four, five? Three, four, five. Yep. Okay. And I know so. you did the summer one this summer because we saw you there. Right. It's, it's so exciting. Just to see kids playing and doing things like yeah, that. Yeah. It's kind of old school play. Like... Right. Um, Kids aren't on their phones. Even, I mean, that's not a rule or anything, but kids are just there and they just, we just lead activities and and they just buy in. We eat, we swim, (laughs) we listen to music, we dance. We got into the church clap a couple summers ago. The whole kid, all the kids know the church clap. And so (laughs) it's pretty cool to see like a big group of kids like that doing the church clap. I need to come up with it. I told the staff, I said, we need a new song. I said, everybody's getting, some of the older ones are like, do we have to do it again? And I'm like, but it's so cool. So, so your school program's an hour. Is a summer program, how long is it? 
we start, it's seven week program. This summer was a seven week program and we were there at 11 and we started 11 and we end at four every oh, wow. day on work days or on weekdays, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. It sounds like a lot, but it's, it really goes so fast. It really, really does. I have great help that they know that their job is to just play with the kids, play with the kids. The girls braid their hair, they make bracelets, they color, they organize. Um, I have this one helper that he just, this summer, he just ran tournaments. It was like Gaga Ball tournament this week. Uh, Next week, it's going to have soccer tournament. He just had tournaments going all the time, and the kids would buy into it. Mm -hmm. Even things like old school games like kick the can. We, we taught them how to play kick the can. And oh my gosh, they just, they think that's the coolest thing. <laughs> now you have that one. Like, the gaga ball pit? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, that's because, the gaga ball pit. Because you have it painted on the outside. Yep. Yeah. So they, it's funny because they kind of go through phases where you can't hardly get into the game because there's so many kids mm-hmm. playing something. But then at the end of the summer, they were all tired of gaga ball and no one would be in the gaga ball pit. They moved someplace So. Else. That's been cool, too, because, like, people like like it, people want to know what they can do. I'm like, you know, we need pickleball was the new thing that was mm-hmm. kind of popular this year. And kids break up stuff. They just, like, you know, you'd find the rackets broke <laughs> off, you know, handle broken off of them. And they just break things and throw it down and go get a new one. And so I'm constantly, like getting new things to replace. Yeah. I'm like, guys, these are your toys. So when you break them up, we don't (laughs) have them anymore. They are gone. Right. That is for sure. So I was thinking you're offering some introductions to Jesus and and to a Christian belief system. Do you find most of your students are, maybe their families go to church, are you finding the opposite that you are the church for them you are they are going to church most kids are not going Mm -hmm. to church i kind of when i started i kind of thought they were going to church Mm -hmm. but the more i did it the more i realized that leaving like after after easter one time i said you know assuming that people go to church at christmas and easter i asked how many kids went to easter service Mm -hmm. that on the weekend and there was hardly anyone raised their hand one time, uh, this little boy, he's in, he's in high school now, but um, he started coming to COG and he knew nothing about, he didn't know anything about Jesus at all. And so the whole process, I spent a lot of time with him. I used to have to go to his class and read with him. Like when I wasn't teaching gym, I would have to go pull him from class and we would, he didn't read very well. So I would spend time reading with him. And then he was curious about COG and he started coming to it. But he knew nothing about he knew nothing about God, and so it was kind of a, it was real. He has a really special place in my heart because he knew nothing at all, and I got the opportunity to build a relationship with him and to share Jesus with him. He got saved, and then he went to camp one when he was probably like fifth grade, and I got to baptize him, and just and even now, like I ran into I ran into him at Walmart and just. He just has this really special place in my heart. I just love that kid. So I'm thankful that I get to do what I do just because I'm thankful for Ball Fountain City Schools because they were willing to take a chance on me mm-hmm. because it's scary and a lot of educators flip out if you think that if they, you know, like, oh, you can't talk about Jesus at school. I'm not supposed to talk about Jesus at school, but all those kids that come and hear me talk, 
they can take what I've taught them and they can talk about Jesus at school. They can do it, you know, at the lunch table. There was one year where this one little table, they would all, they would all pray before they would eat, before they would eat their lunch. And that wasn't anything I did. That was just one little girl that said, hey, we're all going to pray. Everybody bow your head. And she would pray for their lunch. And so I try to, I try to empower kids to go out there and really be disciples and to, you know, who are your friends that don't know about Jesus? Can you get them to come to COG with you? Can you teach them something? You have your action Bible at school. Could you share your action Bible with them? Because those action Bibles, I don't know if you've ever seen them, but they took the Bible stories and turned them into a comic strip. And the kids (laughs) think they're the greatest thing ever. And they just love them. And like when they get there, when they earn it, it's like they carry it around like it's a trophy with them. Mm. And it is a trophy. (laughs) The kids that there's a boy that's in middle school now, and he is a real special kid, too. And um, he knows a lot about the Bible. And he said, I just read my action Bible over and over and over. He Mm. said, a regular Bible is hard for me to understand because he said, but the action Bible, I understand it. And he actually, when he was in fifth grade, this was crazy. I joked with him one night and I said, hey, you speaking tonight? You, you going to bring the message tonight? And he said, are you serious? And I go, no, I'm just kidding. I was just joking around with him. He goes, I would do that. And I said, <laughs> you would? I said, you would share something? I said, what would you talk about? He said, I would talk about David and Goliath. I said, do you know the story well enough to talk about it? He goes, I've read that story a hundred times. And he said, I'll do it. And he did. And I said, do you want to talk to the younger kids? Because he was a fifth grader. He said, no. He goes, I'll come every night. He goes, I'll do it every night. And he came every night, all three nights that week. And he shared above and beyond David and Goliath. He knew the whole story. Like I had to cut him off because I was like, dude, it's time to go. We got to go. We got to be done. But he just, he just had a passion for reading his action Bible. And he said, that's just how he's learned so much. And now his whole family, I didn't realize this, but his whole family got saved from him being in COG, which is kind of awesome because that's kind of like what you would like. That would be the perfect plan, right? right. For exactly. a kid to go home and share Jesus with his family that right. doesn't know the Lord. And I remember when he got baptized, and I just thought he was from a Christian family. And I remember him coming down those steps by the third grade, and he's like, Mrs. Price, I'm getting baptized this weekend. And I was like so excited for him. That was right before COVID, and it shut. And then he got baptized, school shut down. I didn't see him again until he was in fifth grade. Because I got shipped off to elementary to do gym at elementary. And so I wasn't even at the school for like a year. So when I came back and he was in fifth grade, I said something about, man, I'll never forget you coming down, being so excited about getting baptized. And he goes, you know, my whole family got baptized. And I said, what? He goes, my whole family got baptized. It wasn't just me. He said, we all got baptized. (laughs) And he said, we didn't go to church. And like, that's another thing I always tell the kids. I'm like, you guys nag your parents for, you know, new Jordans, new, new video games. You nag them for anything you want. If you don't go to church and you want to go to church, why don't you nag them to go to church? Find a church, go to a, go to a, you know, start trying them out. And that's what this family did. I guess he bugged his family until they Mm. just started going and checking churches out and they found a church family they loved and they are there. And he's like on the Bible quiz team now. Huh. You yes. said so, you said that they earn their Bible. How how do they do that? 
They have to memorize the Lord's Prayer. Okay. I had a friend of mine that said, you should teach the kids the Lord's Prayer, because a lot of kids don't know that. And I went to a funeral one time, and at the graveside, the pastor um, said we were going to say the Lord's Prayer, and like hardly anyone said it. And I was like, wow, do they not know it, or they just weren't comfortable? So I was like, okay, that's that's what I'm going to use for them to earn something. Sure. So... I've been, I, I go through phases where I try to really encourage kids to memorize and put put those scriptures in your memory mm-hmm. because then they come to mind and you don't have to have your Bible. Right. The theme at the park this summer was Psalm 23 for 2023. Mm-hmm. So the challenge was to memorize Psalm 23. And then I kind of taught, I kind of broke it apart and taught what it meant mm. and how we can draw comfort from that psalm and what it means to us. Hmm. Wow. You've witnessed so <laughs> much, Renee. You have witnessed so much growth, and you've set the floor. Set the bar. Yeah, set hmm. the bar. Pretty high. Pretty high. Right, right. <laughs> Thank it you. is. Well, it has Thank to you. be rewarding. I bet, because you've mentioned it several times, you, God's been your partner all along. Yeah, it's all about him. It's oh, not about me. Yeah. No, no, it's just, um, yeah, He's he's been with you I just want to. I've always just wanted to be obedient and to do exactly what he wanted me to do. And I think over the years, just seeing his hand in it has helped me to just whatever you want, Lord, not what I want. Just like even coming here, um, when you asked me, I was like, my first knee-jerk reaction was, no, I'm not doing that. And then I was like, but maybe if I talk about it, maybe what? Maybe another teacher at another school will say, I'm going to give that a try. You know, if she can do it at Ball Fountain, why can I do it somewhere too? Ben Logan did have Children of God. I don't know if they still do. Scott Frederick reached out to me because his boys were Ball Fountain kids at the time. They're not anymore. And he wanted to offer it because he saw his boys get their action Bible and how they loved it Mm -hmm. and how they were growing spiritually. He wanted that for Ben Logan kids. So I don't know if they still do it or not. I don't really keep contact sure. with them. Um, I had a sounds, lady reach out like to me last enough. year from Riverside, and her kid was above. Her kids were above Fountain kids, but they'd moved to to Graff, mm. and her daughter was really missing the program. And she was, I met with her for coffee, and she was like, "How do I get it started?" But you know, she's not in the school and has access to using the building, so. The key thing is, is that it's after school when it, when we do it at school. The key thing is, it's hey, it's after school. It's nothing to do with school. We just mm-hmm. happen to be there, and it's optional. And your parent has to sign off that it's okay for you to come. Yeah, that is. So it's really simple if you think of it. Yeah. Well, you know, they talk about the ripple effect. Some of those stories you've just shared are like tsunami effects. It's <laughs> like whoa. I mean, when you say one boy was baptized, his whole family was baptized. Some, This is probably what a lot of those young people look look forward to. And you're also, I know part of it is youth leadership. You're teaching yeah. them life skills even beyond that, that they can use, you know, forever. And I that's, hope so. Oh, you know, you know so. It's for, I hope so. Okay, let's look at you personally, even though you didn't want to come in here. We're going to pick on you a little okay. bit. Okay, because I can see them. I hope you can too. What gifts do you think God gave you all along that has led you on this journey to end up being the leader of children of God? Well, the first thing I think of is how when I was a little kid, I used to like lead 
gym. Basically, I was kind of a little miniature gym teacher in my neighborhood. (laughs) I remember like having like playing games and I remember having a stopwatch and timing kids running and things like that. And so like, I just have, I just love to play. I love to have always loved, I'm always been athletic, just love to be outside. Oh oh no. (laughs) I do think that I do think since I'm a stronger Christian now, I'm not quite as extreme (laughs) competitive. I think I've heard the word. I I, I had to win at all costs at at one point (laughs) in my life. So, which drove me to be a good athlete, but that helps me too. I think when I deal with kids that you know, that's one of the things I try to teach, even in gym, like, you know, you have to carry yourself in a way that's good. You right. can't, you can't right. be a jerk. You can't be cocky. You know, no one wants to cheer for someone that's no arrogant and thinks they're the best, card. you know? Right. Right. Um, exactly. So I try to instill those kind of things, those life things, even in the school day, that's not COG. So I think like just the love of being with kids, I think that is... That is my gift. It's easy for me to be with kids. Kids like to be with me. You know, people will say, they probably say it to you too, like, how do you stay so young? And I just think that, I think God sustains me and keeps me young. And I think he, I think kids identify with me better because I'm kind of on their level, I guess. Right, right, right. No, it's <laughs> um, true. It's true. So. They can feel that. Spirit. It's just my passion. I mean, just playing and being with children is just my passion and like that's what purpose-driven life was about. You know, what is, what has God gifted you in that you're really good at? That's your sweet spot that you love to do Mm. and you can do it to glorify me. That's right. And so that's why people are like, why do you want to spend your, you're, you're in school all nine months and then you want to spend seven (laughs) weeks of your summer with them more (laughs) at the park, but Mm -hmm. it's just different there. It's just like, it's, it's so refreshing to be there. Honestly. Mm. I mean, it's just a community of, they're always good kids. Everybody behaves. It's not like no. discipline problems going on there. Well, they're there because they want to be there. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just refreshing to watch them and to be with them. Oh, you're, you're a blessing, Renee. You are yeah. a true blessing. Before we uh, wrap up, if people were interested in either volunteering or supporting you monetarily, do they go through the church is that the easiest way or how would you suggest people could learn more about children of god and how they can um help you? we're always looking for not just money i'm always looking for people that are well i'm looking for musicians i'm looking for you know praise teams i'm looking for uh if you have a puppet show that teaches a, a bible story i'm looking for anybody that wants to come and present. We have a gal at the hospital that comes every year, two times. And she teaches them health things, but she also teaches them biblical things as well. And I love it. We love it when people come in and visit us. We have like a visitor, Wayne, the uh, guy that's the... um, He's a server at 600. He's a Christian man that's on fire for Jesus. He runs around town with the cross. Mm -hmm. You've probably seen him running around town with the cross. We we have him in every summer to talk to the kids. And we just... How would they get a hold of you, though? What's the easiest way? Is it through the church or... um, We have a COG Facebook. Okay. COG Youth Leadership Facebook. I don't really run that because I'm not real good on Facebook, but the... My my staff runs that. My daughter actually runs that. So you can message us on COG Youth Leadership Facebook. 
there is a way of donation on there. Mm-hmm. I'm not real wild about that because they take they take a cut out of it. Right, right. So if somebody wants to donate, I'm like, why don't you just write a check? And that way it's just we get the mm-hmm. full amount. It's easier that right. way. Right. But some people like to do the PayPal route, which is fine. So that's on there, too. People do it that way. People are always looking to donate. Like people will sponsor a meal. There's one family that gives us pizza once a week. So we can plan on pizza. They have some deal with Vicario's Pizza, and we get pizza every Wednesday, Hmm. like lots of pizza. And so that's just their thing. They just do it. They just say, hey, Wednesdays are pizza day every day of the summer on Wednesdays. Discovery Riders reached out to us this year. We were able to go out there once a week. Some kids could ride horses for the first time. They let us fish in their pond, which was really cool. And some kids had never fished, never caught a fish. So those were like cool things that kids had never done before. There's a lot of avenues to support you for sure. Yeah. I was real thankful for Lindsay Jackson reaching out at Discovery Riders. She reached out to me last January and just said, hey, we would like to have you guys out on a regular basis. And so... It's just nice when people are willing to mm-hmm. do that. A, a lot of times people have ideas and they want to do it and then they kind of put it off, put it off, put it off. And then it's like the week, the last week at the park and they're like, oh, we want to do this. And I'm like, our days are already so full now because <laughs> everybody waited till the last minute. So all of those things, you know, money, time, just time, just come. I always say, come and just come and see what we do. Come and be there. Like you're there. You see us when you're over there playing tennis. It's just, it just is good to see. It's good to hear that music playing. It's good to see Mm -hmm. those kids dancing. And we thank you. We thank you so much. I know you didn't want to do this, but you are an amazing, she is superwoman. That's what Chris said. You're superwoman. I know. I know. That's going to make you blush. (laughs) But we appreciate you coming in. And we hope the listeners out there will have learned a lot about children of God. And hopefully there's people out there that want to spend some holy moments helping you as yeah, well. that would be great. you're reaching an audience that's or very Or teachers, important. don't yeah. be scared. Get out there and <laughs> if God's pushing it on your heart, just ask your administrators. Yeah. I mean, they can tell you no, but they might tell you yes too. Yeah. So you just got to, you just got to see, just got to try. Thanks a lot. So thank, thank you. you. Thanks for having me in, oh, guys. Thanks for listening to Discovering Our Very Best Podcast. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share this podcast with friends. Remember, when there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. The Rise FM Podcast Network.